And this is the, the lens that we look through, has to come through uh, a resurrected, a crucified and resurrected Jesus. Ooh. With our kids, I've talked about this fact. Aren't you glad that we don't have to come and sacrifice an animal at <laughs> church? Imagine every Sunday you came into Hillsong Kids and we had a little lamb. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I've said this, but this, this explicitly. Wow. But an animal on stage and we have to sacrifice it. Can you imagine that? And the kids like, ah, it'd be weird. Welcome to the Vault Podcast, everybody. My name is Dave Wakely, uh, Hillsong Kids Pastor, along with Becky Wakely right here. Uh, joining us, if you're a regular viewer, because of course you are, then uh, Funny Man Dan is not involved in this one because I needed to get serious. Right, Becky? So serious, because <laughs> I'm so serious. So don't you worry. For the next few episodes, we're going to be talking specifically with Becky and some guests. And don't worry, in the, it, Dan will come back in the future, I'm sure, at some point. We've still got Terry. We do have Terry, and we need to see if it's <laughs> if Terry is ready for us to start the podcast, as is tradition. You've got to salute oh, Terry, remember? Okay. Remember how to do that, and he'll... If he moves, <laughs> and we're ready to go. All right, okay, good. Great. Here we go. And we still don't know why we do that, but we've done it ever since we started this podcast. We know that not every leader in kids' ministry is in a big staff team. In fact, more than half the churches around the world have solo pastors. But no one should be alone in ministry. So we humbly ask you to consider us part of your team. Welcome to the vault where you keep your most valuable things. And what is more valuable than wisdom? Whoa. And today the wisdom is being provided, as I mentioned, wow. by Becky. That was such a powerful introduction. Yeah, you obviously you watch our podcast because I say at the beginning of each episode, Becky. I know, but it's so cool just hearing it again fresh. Fresh, oh, yeah. We don't ever want anyone to feel alone or isolated. No, we definitely don't. We'll be your team. Today we are talking about six questions to ask yourself when writing a message for children. Well, When you're getting ready to preach to your kids, tell your story, whatever you call it, this is the most important things. These are the only things you have to consider, which is not true. <laughs> it's just six things that I've been thinking about, or that I think about when we write a kid's message. If you go online, you'll find lots of people have written articles about, here's all the things you, th you should be asking yourself when you write adult messages. Mm -hmm. So I thought, what are the most important things when you're talking about kids' messages? Love it. So we're going to get straight into this today. Becky, are you ready to roll? I am ready. Let us begin. Question number one to ask yourself. Have I focused enough to communicate one big point? Oof. This is something that is very important, not just for adults, because you can, I think even when you're preaching to adults, you want to communicate one big point, but even more so to kids. Yeah. What's the focused point that you're trying to say, that you're trying to get across? Uh, because it's very easy to cover too much ground. Yes, it's so true. So that's the first question. Uh, you've got to make this, this message that you're doing focused so that the kids walk away remembering one thing, knowing one thing. Even if you've told a story that relates to your point, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to help reinforce that point because the kids will go, oh, he was talking about that story that related to such and such. Yeah, so good. And don't try to cover too much ground. So wise. Thank you, Becky. <laughs> there is a sense that I've done it, that you have an idea even as you're speaking and you can go on a sidetrack. You can go on a, uh, what's the word? A detour? Yeah. Detours are not great. <laughs> you can really get distracted there. Even when kids ask questions, if you've got a kid that asks a question in the middle of your preaching, that can really take you off yeah. on a side on a side eddy, as it were. So there is there is a sense that if, the, if there is kids asking questions, which is unusual. Have you ever had a kid put up the hand in the middle of your message, Becky? <laughs> it doesn't I, happen very often. No, it doesn't. I do have kids kind of just call out, though. Maybe not put up their hand, but just call out. Yeah, have a few hecklers every now and then. Oh, they're hecklers, right. We can, <laughs> we'll be talking about hecklers a lot. And we will talk about questions because questions are amazing in the context of messages. But 
we'll come to that later on yeah. and how to deal with the heckler because it's, it's, it's similar. <laughs> and now, I think having a big point across all ages is good, but today we're kind of focusing on primary, right? Right, well, that's a good point. So this, when we're preparing messages, I'm really thinking about primary school kids, elementary school kids, yep. a one to three-year-old preaching message, which... You definitely only need one point. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very much a story. There's a whole different set of communication yeah. skills. And if you would like to hear some thoughts about those please comment on the video or send us an email at thevault at hillsong.com. Uh, thevault at hillsong.com. We still do talk to our little one to three-year-olds, yeah. but it's a very different... Teaching uh, to one to three-year-olds is like one of my most favourite things to do. <laughs> it's like the cutest thing. I actually do enjoy it sometimes. <laughs> it's one of those things You're good that's, at it. it I, I, it's, just, it's, the, it's the most brutal form of communication because <laughs> there will be a, a one-and-a-half-year-old just walk away right in the middle of something and you know it's not because of you it's just Never because personal. they're one and a half years old <laughs> second thing to question to ask yourself is have i asked myself why they need to know this yes uh, of course we we have our own set of curriculum that we go through mm -hmm. and that's across all of our locations at hillsong church and even some of our international locations yeah. are all on all all using our, our curriculum but there is there's still, a, there's still a question that you need to ask yourself. Don't just accept, here's the big point that we're trying to communicate today. I'm just going to accept it. You need to dig into why they need to know this. Yeah. And that, that will come back to, hopefully, an idea like this is going to help them in their future, in their future, their later years. Yeah. It's going to help them now deal with something. Or it's going to be a it's going to be a foundational idea about the Bible that they need to know. Because yeah. it could just be simply about the idea that 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 prayer communicating with god is a really important thing yep. and doing that outside of church is really important <laughs> it's a really simple idea we go well of course but for a child having them understand they can pray at any time mm. is a very foundational thing so for good. the rest of their faith so whatever you're trying to teach them that one big idea why because that will open up all of the reasons and all of the the communicating that you need to be doing for this idea Number three, this is a big one. Have I made this too works-based? Works-based, as in what I mean by that, is grace versus works. There is a sense that we're... I even noticed this in adult services. You go to a men's conference or something, and you go to a... And there is the speaker, and it's, you feel this weight of all the things you're not doing as a father. <laughs> you feel the weight of, oh, I feel bad about not doing this. I should start doing this. And that's not, in a sense, a bad thing. We, don't, we all need to be encouraged to do do more as parents and as fathers and as men whatever but there's a there, there's a line i think that it kind of steps into i'm doing this because if i don't god won't be happy with me mm. now translate that to kids it's very very easy to slip into workspace mode with kids yeah. because kids get told it every single day stop doing this you need to learn you need to develop you need to grow you need to try you need to do your best because we're school we're learning it's an act of participating mm. in their development and so they get told non-stop every single day even from the moment they wake up get dressed you've got to be on time for school we've got to meet a certain expectation mm. don't be late so that's easily it easily translates into us even if you're not a parent you can get into that zone where you're getting kids to do things and then it can slip very quickly into not explicitly and you won't do this you'll do this subconsciously but it will become this message that is about them doing yeah like a to-do list a to-do list of, of how to follow God. Mm. And that's not the way that God wants us to live our life. <laughs> so 
Even when we do things like talking about reading the Bible, praying, sharing the gospel, doing, 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 yeah. doing, it's all doing things. We need to remember that we are saved yeah. by grace through faith. And it's like you said, we've got to remember the why. Yeah. So here's a tool that you can use, but this is why it's helpful for you. Right. Yes, you, we, we can even forget to explain in all of our mm. why it's important to pray, why mm. it's important to read the Bible, to understand the Bible. If mm. we, we can, at, at its worst, in its worst scenario, it's just this, do this, do this, and then not even know why. And then in a sense, there is no motivation for mm. kids to, to, to grow in their faith. Yeah. So. All of our message, and this is the, the lens that we look through, has to come through a resurrected, a crucified and resurrected Jesus. Ooh, that was Isn't powerful. that good? So there Take is the, <laughs> the works of the Old Testament. I have talked about, aren't you glad, with our kids, I've talked about this fact, aren't you glad that we don't have to come and sacrifice an animal <laughs> at church? Imagine every yes. Sunday you came into Hillsong Kids and we had a little lamb. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think I've said this, but this, this explicitly. Wow. But an animal on stage and we have to sacrifice it. Can you imagine that? And the kids are like, ah, it'd be weird. But that's how we talk to the kids sometimes. Yeah. We have to, we're setting up this, this sacrifice that we have to do to follow, yeah, right. to follow God. So every message that you give, just try and remember that this is all about grace through faith. Yeah, so and good. following Jesus requires us to do, there's, there's not a, a, a set of requirements that we have to do in order to please God. Yeah. We, by our simple act of faith, we please God. So it's a big one and it's a subtle one. Yeah. But I think you'll notice now, I notice a lot, even when I'm in, sitting in adult services, when, the, we, when you're hearing growing up preaching, right, in big church, I'm going, oh, wow, there's a lot. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. All right. Number four. Have I involved kids contributing to this message? Yes, this so is good. really, really important. There is a when you're when you're preparing that message and you're ready to talk to the kids. Where are the spaces where they get to contribute? Mm. We want them to learn to do the work of the ministry. And my goal in life is to have a church service which is completely run by kids so who are serving their peers in making church happen. So. There are some way, lots of ways of getting kids involved. The most simplest one is reading the Bible scriptures. Yeah. Anything else, yeah. Becky? What do you like to do? Just the participation, I guess. Like, you know. Yep. Just even just asking questions, yeah. getting responses. Yeah. It's a simple one as well. There is also every service I do. I like to, like we have our JLP, our Junior Leaders Program, and those are kids that are serving. And we, their, their purpose is we want you to make ki- church great for other kids. Mm. It's almost going over and above that idea of like you would you can do things yourself, but why would you yeah. when you can get kids to do them? So and kids love seeing other kids on stage. Absolutely, like it's an instant attention grabber and yeah. getter. And one of my favorite things is at the beginning of a service, especially if we're at a different location I'm not familiar with, I will ask all the kids to introduce me to the leaders in the room. Yeah, all right, what's this leader's name? Tell me something about them. I may know them, or hopefully I will, <laughs> and I may know something about them, but I'm just going to I'm going to feign in ignorance. I'm going to get them to introduce me to that leader. It's Tell me something cool about idea. them fun. And then I also introduce the kids if they're doing, there's always a bunch of kids on the sound desk doing lights in the computer and running the media. In every, in every location, I'm like, all right, who are these kids <laughs> serving today? Introduce me to them. You, you elevate them to that, leader, that level of leadership as well. And that, that's, that's the fun part. The kids love seeing other kids yeah. knowing who's doing the sound and lights today or whatever. 
So there are lots of things you can do, uh, but you need to, uh, if you're not used to doing that, mm. in your message notes, write that down. What yeah. are you doing to get kids contributing? Yeah. And yeah, as you said before, kids reading the scripture is an easy win. And it's so powerful. Like even 100%. if you have got props or signs yeah. or like get kids to help you with them mm. and holding them, presenting them, showing them like just any way you can get kids yeah. involved is a massive win. We're talking about kingdom people at church at the moment. And our last, last week, our big point was kingdom people help each other grow. So in my message, I said, we're going to get someone to do something. They've, today in the service, someone's going to do something they've never done before. And I specifically said, there, are, there is a really big skill that you can get as a follower of Jesus, and that's praying in front of other people. You can pray by yourself. That's easy. But I reckon there's some kids here who have never, ever prayed in front of other people in their life. So in all the services I did the message in, I would finish with, is there anybody here who's never prayed ever and would and would like to do that today? And I also said, don't worry, I will tell you everything you need to say. I'll whisper in your ear and you can pray it out loud. So it's not only that I'm taking away that pressure of them coming up with a prayer. I'm just making it easier. And every, every service I had a kid who had never done it before and was praying in front of a, a bunch of kids for, at the, for the first time. And I was, that's brilliant. As you yeah, said, so it's powerful because they kids knew that it was the first time they were doing it. It was this real, real beautiful moment, right? And it was just me being deliberate and going, I'm going to live out what we're talking about, which is help others grow. I'm going to help a kid grow today. <laughs> and it was a, just a really simple thing. Not hard, very easy to do. Number five. I'm talking a lot, Becky. So it's good. No, I'm, I'm just like, you are the true vault. Like, look at all the wisdom. All the wisdom, hopefully. The day vault. I hope that there's wisdom <laughs> coming out today. But you can definitely, I'm going to, you're going to, oh, there's a couple here I'm going to get you to t- talk about. But <laughs> this, is a, this is another one that I've thought about a lot. There is an opportunity to build bi- biblical literacy no matter what you're talking about. There's obviously the message that you want to get across, but I never miss an opportunity to help kids become more literate by in the Bible. So... For example, if you're talking about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples, give them the context. Mm. They might think, oh, you're going to slip off their sneakers, take off their socks. You know, they have been walking on pavements all day. That could be in their mind. But you can say, no, no, no. These guys came on a donkey. If you're walking behind the donkey, you're probably stepped in some poop along the way. (laughs) Uh, And you're not wearing sneakers and socks. You're wearing sandals. And there's a lot of that poop on your skin with the dust. So giving them an image and the context behind that story. Uh, Now, that's a very simple little throwaway. And you can do that for any Bible story. It doesn't have to relate to the big point you're trying to communicate. But what it does is gives kids a bigger picture of what Mm. the Bible is all about. Uh, The other thing you do that is just practical. There is, whenever you're help building the Bible literacy, is talking about the, the book of John. All right, where is the book of John? Old Testament, New Testament, New Testament. We're about like just explaining where it is in the mm. Bible. We have, hopefully, a lot of our locations have Bibles that we give out to the kids. And it's just going sometimes, and you don't need to do this every week, but maybe for a month, you want to just go every service, we're going to have Bibles to every kid. And in our messages, we're going to take the time for every kid to look up the verse and we're not going on until they've all done it. Bible literacy. And the other one is the applicable, like don't just contextual, practical and applicable. C-A-P. Well, CPA, CPA, <laughs> and the, the, as in is that idea that the Bible is not just a history book, but it's you can learn something from these characters. So again, uh, even if it's not related to a big point, just making the point about uh, a, a good example is uh, when you're talking about families in the Bible, uh, you need to understand that 
if you think about families in there in the Bible, there is no perfect family. In fact, there are terrible families in the Bible and God still used them. Yeah. So getting that idea of like going, oh, kids going, okay, this is not some magical family that lived in this fairy existence where nothing ever went wrong. No, one of their, their dad was King David. And that, imagine what that was like, <laughs> being one of his kids and with his hundreds of wives and concubines. And ex- well, you know, it there's, there's, depends on the level of your kids, what age they're at, but you get the point. What is uh, apply that story? Uh, that gets a little bit contextual, but also that idea of how would you how would you go in this situation? How would you deal with the situation that we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Last one. We're doing good. Wow. Doing good for time. Have I included a Bible story and a personal story? Yeah. Becky, you tried to do a message. You were filming a message recently. Yes. It was for grown ups, admittedly, yes. for our team. But what didn't you do? <laughs> I didn't tell any stories, and so I did go back to the drawing board and put it back together and it became was so much more powerful when there's personal stories yeah because people can relate to that we were filming and i just said to becky you just gave us points and lots of words it was like a word salad yeah. a salad of words and there it was no there was no it sense was good of content it was great it was great <laughs> stuff but i said your your leaders you were again coming back to number two, number one am i you trying to cover too much ground mm. and so that in the same in the same context with kids is it's often easy to forget to tell a personal story yes. and include a bible story i think when you're doing a message for kids it's that idea of reading it ver- verbatim from the bible is actually pretty good yeah we have big message video stories in our church for our kids so that kind of covers that but also Reinforcing that, telling that story again is not not a bad thing. And when you're telling personal stories, you can just ham them up so much. Yes. And make them funny and get the kids ooing and ahhing or yuck yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I, whenever I'm telling a story, I'll always think about, oh, how can I... You know, yes. Make not this, all the kids make this dramatic and fun. <laughs> not all the kids in our church know that we're married, Becky. Yeah, that's very. And funny. so joking about. <laughs> by the way, I'm married to Becky, and I'm in love. It's a great line I use all the time because it's the kids are grossed out by it, but it's also it's it's kind of humanizing you as a, yeah. as a leader a little bit, right? Yeah. So stories motivate people to act. The story of David and his five stones gives us. If you think David can do that take on Goliath, it, the point of that is that it gives a sense of bravery to us. Yeah. Oh, we, we can take on that and for kids as well. Again, there's, every story has a, an application. But those six things, if, we, if you remember to take the time and ask the question of your message when you listen to other kids' preachers, that they may have a different mm-hmm. focus or a different strength. Learn from them, grow from them. Yeah. Yes. So you wanted to talk about reading the room. How do you read a room? So this yeah. is when, you, when you're doing the message, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it all comes down to what time is the service, how are the kids uh-huh. feeling, you know, in the run sheet, where is the preaching, and just thinking through all of those things before the moment. You know, reading the crowd, are they really getting into it? Can you go a bit longer? Is their attention span short? Do you need to shorten your message? Or, you know, is this a moment where you should get a kid up or you should, mm-hmm. you know, get a leader involved? Or So, yeah, it's a real art, and it's something that takes time, and you kind of – even said before, you know, maybe watching people who have done it before yeah. or that you can learn from, look at the ways that they do that. Yeah. You know, even when it comes to reading the room, you know, maybe there's a behaviour support system that they use in the room, like a prize box or tickets or encouragement certificates yeah. or something like that. How can you incorporate that into your message if you feel like the kids are a little bit restless or yes. unsettled? But, you know, remember your mission is that one point. Yes. And what is that one point you're going to teach them today from the Bible? 
and you know from your story and about Jesus. So you want to land that. Yep. So reading the room is crucial so that you can land and that the kids have that takeaway for yes. the day. Uh, on the weekend, I had a, uh, one of our little friends who is right on the spectrum, but he can be integrated with our program. And I found some lo- there was some lollies in the room, some some candy. And over the course of the service, I was every time I saw him doing something great or focused, I would just give him another. Wow. He was so pumped about it. But it was just that was my that was my that was my system from the beginning yeah. of the service. It wasn't yeah. something I came up with like here's how I'm going to deal with this today. And he's fine. He's not. He's not. His behavior is absolutely fine. But it's just distraction to the other kids. So there is that idea of reading the room is mm. what what time is it before lunch? <laughs> that's a good that's a good point you said before, Becky. And the last thing we want to say is that idea that tied in with all this is that what does God want to say to this group Mm. of kids? And often I'll do that before I'm preaching. I'll just simply stand at the back and kind of just read the room. Yeah. You know, even what is God doing, you know, and and sometimes I'll get words for kids and that's how I'll start my message. Or as I'm finishing up my message, I'll be like, I just want to speak over these kids' lives. Yeah, that's great. And so, you know, there's just so much. And I just, as we're speaking, Dave, I'm just reminded of whether it's a five-minute message, 10, 15, like we have just such an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. to speak life into these kids and to teach them the Word of God and about Jesus through our story, and we just can't miss the moment. But there's so much involved before even getting on the platform. You know, yeah. the preparation, the reading the room, the yeah. getting ready for the moment, getting the leaders prepared, like even times when I feel like, you know, I think God's going to move and I'll, and I'll even say to all the leaders, hey, I want you to be ready to pray for the kids yeah. at the end. Anything you can do to preempt moments yeah. or what God is going to do, it's just so vital. So tied in with that is is the seating. The way that you seat kids could be working against you at the moment. Here's what I might go for. And every every time I'm trying to create a space for kids, I think amphitheater. And amphitheater, if you think a, a rounded amphitheater with high sloping seats is the perfect way to communicate to kids. They can't hide behind each other. You can see every child. There's a focus if it's a semicircle. So whatever I'm doing, I try and duplicate a... <laughs> A, a what did I just say that word? Amphitheater. amphitheater. <laughs> Wherever we are, uh, I try and create an amphitheater. It's obviously not possible everywhere, but that's what I'm going for. Yeah, and even little things like depending on what the room is, like you know, some of our locations, it's you know all ages in one room, or it's you know all school kids in one room. Even doing simple things like you might get five chairs to kind of create a barrier at the back, and I'll always go, okay, where's all of our oldest kids? And I'll right. get, you know just to kind of even honour our older kids, yes. I'll get them to kind of be the barrier, sitting on the special seats, the mm-hmm. VIP seats, yep. and then the rest of the kids are on the floor. However that looks, you often will put masking tape out and have a square, yeah. or even using mats. Okay, we're all going to come onto the mat for this time. Just kind of creating that focus in that moment. Yeah. It's crazy how you know we've talked about so much, but there's the spiritual side, the practical side, the intentional side, the reading the room, like mm-hmm. so much involved, which just which just shows yep. how important this moment is. Absolutely. Preparation really can help you. Mm. You just want everything out of the way. The technology you need, you need to have good tech that just doesn't get annoying. That's what you're going for, right? <laughs> a good microphone. Nothing not a dodgy microphone with a with a with a bad lead. Spend the money, fix the tech. And the last thing I'll say, I did say it was the last thing, but the last, last thing I say, because <laughs> I mentioned last. it at the beginning, was <laughs> questions. Yeah. Uh, I love, and this especially when you're talking to year five and six, our older primary school, elementary school kids, hey, any questions? You'll, you'll barely ever get questions, but when you do, 
it's magical because it, the kids this is something they want to know it's not you telling them something that maybe not they're not thought about and so take that time i always say has anybody got any questions at the end of a message especially with older kids and you see what happens if there's no questions, there's no, but sometimes you can really get some gold there at the so end of the service. True. So that's all I've got to say on the six. We've talked a little bit about writing the kids' messages and then and then speaking them out. Thank you, Becky, for coming along. For the next few episodes, Becky's going to be with us. We'll have some other special guests. So please join us again in the future for the Vault Podcast. Whoa. Say goodbye, Becky. See ya.